0: John chapter 4. As Matt read through this passage of Scripture for today, and as we've looked at the John chapter 4 up to this point, we find this Samaritan woman who had the opportunity to meet Jesus face-to-face. Wouldn't that be amazing? And then she, in this passage, leaves that place and goes to the city and, and pronounces, proclaims this Jesus, the Messiah that they've been looking for is here. And the Bible tells us that the townspeople believe some, others they go to meet Jesus, and they say, now we believe because we have seen Jesus. And as you come to the end of that passage that Matt read, the Bible tells us that he goes back to Galilee, and there are those Galileans that they believe on Jesus because they saw Jesus what he had done there in Jerusalem, what he had done during this feast time. They had the opportunity with their eyes to see a life that was changed, but also to see Jesus personally. You know, one of the saddest and greatest tragedies throughout our history is the issue of spiritual blindness. Probably one of the, the saddest verses in the Bible is found in John chapter 1, verse 11, When the Bible tells us that he came unto his own, and his own received him not. As we examine history, we see that people are more and more enlightened as you go through the age. They have more knowledge. They have more wealth and material things. Yet the darkness over their eyes spiritually still remains. For different reasons, people struggle to see spiritual truth. Some, it's pride. For many, it's the issue of worldliness. We're so attracted to the things of this world, and in our flesh, we desire the things of this world, and we don't want to to give them up. We don't want to let them go. Up to John chapter 4, in this book so far, you'll see four, four different times where people are presented with spiritual truth, and yet they're blinded. So often we are blinded by to the spiritual truths and the spiritual things that God is trying to teach us. Even those that follow even those that follow Christ. You know, we live in an incredible age when you think about it. I mean, think about it for just a moment. The technology and the resources, the wealth, the opportunities that we have in this day and age, they're, they're amazing. Even in this amazing And light and time, we see great spiritual darkness. Every day, every day we see people are murdered, churches being shot up. There's fighting and hatred, evil, evil all around us. You know, we have such great access to the truth of God. And yet there's such great spiritual blindness in our world. In John chapter 4, there's two things, that, there's two pictures I, I don't want you to miss before we get to the main point of our sermon. There's the, the issue of uh, Jesus comes to the, the, the well and the Bible tells us that, that he is wearied or he's tired. And, and he sits down there and there's two things that, that he needs. One is food. He, he's hungry. And, and so his disciples go and, and search out food. The other one is he's thirsty. And so we have those two pictures this thirst and this hunger and you know so many people in this world are thirsty they're hungry and they're searching for something to satisfy and the point is jesus is coming to this lady and he says i want you to understand there's there's only satisfaction that comes through me that your thirst can only be satisfied. That, that spiritual, that soul thirst, that, that spiritual, that, that soul hunger that you have, his disciples missed the point. Jesus, you're hungry. You need to eat. Listen, guys, I have meat that you know not of. I have something that, that satisfies me. That's the will of my Father. You see, there's something that we desire, that this world can't take care of and satisfy. Now we see that Jesus comes to this woman, and she has the opportunity to meet him. We see people that come and they, they meet Jesus there at the well, and, and they see him, and they talk with him, and they believe. We see the, the people that see him in Jerusalem at the feast, and the Galileans that, that, they, that they believe. You know, oftentimes we hear people say, you know, seeing is believing. I-, I wouldn't believe it if I didn't see it for myself. Probably all of us had had that experience at some point in our life. There's something that, if, if you'd have told me about this situation or what happened, I mean, there's no way I would believe you. But, but I saw it for myself. You know, we live in a world that is filled with spiritual darkness, and what they need is to see we see here this change in this woman who, who met Jesus. She came to Christ, and, and she was seeking to come to that well um, to satisfy her physical needs, but she's going to leave rejoicing over the spiritual victory and the satisfaction that she now has. Look with me at verse 27. The Bible says, "...and upon this came his disciples marveled. He talked with the woman, yet no man said, what seekest thou, or why talkest thou with her? The woman then left her water pot, and went her way into the city, and saith to the men, come, see a man which told me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? There's three things I want you to see from our passage today. The first thing that we must see is that we need, we need to meet Jesus. We need to meet Jesus. Now, I, I don't know maybe what you're going through in life or, or what your need is spiritually uh, this morning, but maybe you're here today and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior. Listen, your greatest need is not to be in church. Alright? You, you should come to church. But but that's if you've never accepted Christ as your Savior, your greatest need is not to come to church. It's not to sing these songs. Your greatest need is to meet Jesus Christ face to face. Listen, our church cannot, cannot do anything to help you get to heaven. The only thing we can do is take you to Jesus Christ. Because He's the only one that can save you. And here is the great thing about this story. This lady came to this well. She came and she met Jesus. And she She came to realize who he is. Now, the world talks a lot about Jesus today. There's a lot of songs about Jesus, and, and in our community, the, 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 the message of Jesus is, is just permeated through our society, but yet it seems like people want him less and less because they don't understand who he is. Jesus is not just a guy that wants to be your buddy and encourage you as you journey through this life. Jesus came to die for your sin. And the only way that you're going to have your sins forgiven is if you turn from your sin and from your selfishness and from your pride and turn to and meet Jesus Christ and personally receive him by faith. This lady came and she met Jesus when she realized who, she was, who he was. But I want you to notice, after she met Christ, the difference that it made in her life. She was so overwhelmed by this Jesus and who he was and what he did for her. She was compelled to go and tell others. Notice what happens. She 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 goes straight to the city. She goes straight to the men and she says, Listen, I want you to, I want to tell you. This is the Messiah that we've been looking for. This I want to tell you about this man who who knew me. He knew who I was and he knew what I've been through and what I've done. And 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 he's the one that I met that we've been we've been looking for. She was excited. She was excited to tell other people about Jesus. You know, we get excited about many things in life. We get excited about graduations and promotions and building and money. And, and we get excited about opportunities. And we get excited about new babies and, and new uh, changes in life. We, we, there's so many things we get excited about in life. Are we excited about who Jesus is? Are we excited about what Jesus did for us there on that cross and the salvation that we have in him? This lady left her water pots, went back straightway to tell them about Jesus. You know, we need to meet Christ in order to have our sins forgiven. But I believe there's Christians in here today, you need to meet Christ again every day. You need to be renewed in your spirit. I mean, listen. Life can get you down and get you discouraged. You get so wrapped up in what other people think or what other people do, and we get wrapped up in trials and difficulties. We get wrapped up in things we don't like and, and that happen to us. We get wrapped up in things we do like. We're, we're so consumed with the things of this world. And listen, Satan is so glad. So you might be a believer, but you're so consumed with this world. Your eyes are closed to the needs of others around you and and to serving God with your life. You're so wrapped up in your selfishness. This lady said, man, I got to go back and tell the city. These people need to know who I met today. They need to come and they need to meet him for themselves. I don't know. Maybe you're discouraged today and and down. When's the last time you you told somebody about Jesus Christ? When's the last time you, you, you got down on your knees and read your Bible and prayed and, and thanked God? You know, we sing these songs in, in church, and, and, and listen, I'm so thrilled when I sing these songs in church, and I man, it just overwhelms me to, to, to listen to the words of these songs and, and who Christ is and what he's done for me in my life. Every Sunday, I'm rejuvenated. And I'm so excited, but that's how our life should be every day. Every day, we read our Bible, and we re, we're reminded who Christ is and what he's done for us, and, and sing praise to him, and, and glorify him with our life. But that's not what happens. We get up, and we watch the news, and we look at social media, and we just get kind of back down in the, in the, in, in, in the dumps again, and we're just, we just struggle, and, and there's no joy and rejoicing in our life. Hey, listen, this lady's problems didn't go away when she accepted Christ physically. And as a matter of fact, she left without the water. She came for the water and left without it. But she still needed water physically. She still needed the things of this world. She still had her background. But she met Jesus. And it changed everything. We need to meet Christ. Have you accepted Christ as your Savior? If you have, do you daily get up and and get your eyes and your attention off of the things of this world for maybe just a few moments and be reminded? Because listen, a it's greater to be in Christ and to serve Christ than to, to be wrapped up in the issues of this world. But yet so many Christians find themselves wrapped up and, and then maybe we'll tack on Christ on a Sunday morning. You, you're, your thinking's messed up. Christ wants to help you through this life. So wake up every day and be reminded of who he is still going to go through the struggles and trials, but it's greater to go through them with him. The second thing I want you to see from this passage is we need to see the needs of others. We need to see the needs of others. Look with me at verse 30. The Bible says, then they went out of the city and came unto him. In the meanwhile, his disciples prayed him, saying, master, eat. But he said unto them, I have meat to eat that you know not of. Therefore said the disciples one to another, hath any man brought him aught to eat? And Jesus saith unto them, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me, and to finish his work. Say not ye, there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes, look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest he that reapeth receiveth wages and gathereth fruit unto life eternal, that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. And herein is that saying true, one soweth and another reapeth. I sent you to reap that whereon ye bestowed no labor. Other men labored and ye are entered into their labors. The disciples struggled to see the, the point. Jesus, when he was referencing here, his meat, his meat was to do the will of the Father and to finish his work. Can I ask you today, what, what is your food? What, what is your calling? What satisfies you in your life as a believer in Jesus Christ? Listen, that that food will satisfy me physically for just a moment. But my priority in life is to do the will of God. You see, Christ is showing his disciples and he's showing us that it's the importance of of serving God. You see, it's more important to serve God than, than anything else. It's more important to serve God than to have the glory of men. It's, it's more important to serve God than it is to, to have the wealth of this world and to have great finances and possessions. It's, it's more important to serve God than, than to have position and, and to have power here in this world. But yet these are the things that men seek. And even as Christians, we, we lose sight of what's most important in life because we want, we want gain. I've referenced it often, you know, we make statements like, you know, I want my kids to have it better than, better than I've had it. Really what we should be saying is, I want my kids to serve God in a greater way than I've done it. Well, I want what God wants for them in their life, and I want to see them glorify Him in a greater way than I ever did in my life. That should be the priority of my life, and the priority of my parenting, and the priority of our, of our family. But we've lost sight Our meat, our focus, our desire is is just is is the things of this world. The lesson Christ wanted them to get was that there's a world filled with great spiritual need. Look on the harvest. Some have suggested on this passage that that they were looking at fields. There's fields all around us, and and they weren't ready to be harvested. And Jesus says, Don't lose sight, don't say in four months. Others have suggested that maybe the, the townspeople were starting to make their way and, and Jesus could see across the field in the distance the people were making their way and the disciples were, were looking at the fields right here. And Jesus says, lift up your eyes. Lift up your eyes. Look beyond these fields and you see those people walking our direction? They need Christ. Christ. They need salvation. They need somebody to serve them. They need somebody to tell them. The opportunity is now. We live in a world that is filled with spiritual darkness. And the opportunity for us to preach and to share and is now. Don't make excuses. Well, I'll do it tomorrow. It's, re- it's really not harvest time yet. Well, well, somebody else will do it. No, the time is now for us to serve God, and he tells them there's a reward. There's a reward for your labor, and that reward is, that reward is souls. We as Christians then are to work together. He says there are some that sow, and there are others that, that reap. And really the idea here is, is listen, we, we don't need to be result-oriented. We are to be faithful. I've had people ask, well, you know, why do you go out on highways and hedges? Why, why do you do that I mean, really, when's the last time somebody got saved when you went door to door? When's the last time somebody came to the church because you went, went door? Why do you do that program? Because I'm not re- result-oriented. God is the one that does the work. My responsibility is to be faithful. And I've been called to go and preach the gospel to every creature and look for opportunities because now is the day of salvation. Now the harvest is ready. And maybe I'll be the one to, to plant the seed. Maybe I'll be the one to water Hey, and maybe I'll be the one to reap the harvest. But it doesn't matter what my role is. My responsibility is is to be faithful. Because number three, others. Others need to see Jesus. Look with me back at our passage, verse 39. These These are some amazing verses when you stop and read them. Many of the Samaritans of that city believed on him For the saying of the woman which testified, he told me all that I ever did. Many came to Christ because of her testimony. Many came to Christ. See, others need to see Jesus, and and many times it's going to be in us, and it's going to be through our words and through our teaching and through through our life, through our conversation. Many came to know Christ because of, of her testimony before them. We have such a tremendous opportunity to, to live before the world and show them the glory of God and the change that's made in our life, but then to share the gospel message with them. You know, notice she didn't come back and say, listen, I'm moving out, of the, and I'm not going to live in this, this illicit relationship anymore because, because I'm different. Listen, I, I'm going to change my ways, and, and, and I want you to watch my life over the next few few weeks and months and years, And I want you to see the difference that Christ made in me. You know, I've heard Christians say that. Well, I I just try to live for God and people can see Jesus in me. And and that should be reality because our actions should match up with our words. But she didn't do that. She came right back to the city and, and said, listen, I want you to meet the one that changed my life. He knew everything about me. And based on her testimony, the Bible says many believe. She knew that others needed to see Jesus Continuing to to read in this passage. So when the Samaritans were come unto him, they besought him that he would tarry with them, and he abode there two days. And many more believed because of his own word. Others were saved because she brought them to Jesus. Others were saved because, some were saved because of her testimony. Others were saved because she brought them, she brought them to Jesus. You know, we always have opportunities to invite people to church. You know, we do big pushes throughout the year for Friend Day and special services, Easter and Christmas and those type of things. And those should be times that we invite people to Christ. But, you know, every Sunday we gather together. Wednesday nights we gather together. These are opportunities. You know, there's people in the, the church that like sharing the gospel and love sharing the gospel. And we can invite others. Listen, I, you say, I just don't know the right words to say. I don't want to mess it up. Well, maybe we need to invite people to, to come and to bring people you know, sometimes I wonder why, why people don't invite others to church. Somebody told me once that the, the, this church is a church they're not embarrassed to bring people to. And I thought, man, that's amazing. That's, that's great on my part, on our part. Because, listen, if you're embarrassed to bring people to your church, there's a problem with that. Let's be honest. But why are we embarrassed to, to invite people? They need Christ. I mean, listen, this is the greatest church on earth. And I'm not biased at all. But people, listen, we have opportunities to invite. Every week we have services where believers gather together in fellowship and fellowship and worship God together and sing praises to him and preach the Bible. We have discipleship classes and opportunities these people came to meet Jesus, and she brought them back to him. And what did they say? We see the difference. We heard your testimony, but really, we, we needed to see for ourselves. And you know, there are people that you're interacting with, and based on your testimony, based on your preaching, they'll get saved. Others are going to need more. Uh, we should have a regular routine of inviting people to church, and inviting people to be around other Christians and giving them more opportunity to see Christ. And continuing on with me, after we see there, Jesus came again in verse 46 into Cana of Galilee where he made the water, wine. And there was a certain nobleman. Oh, excuse me. I jumped down too far. And verse 43. Now after two days he departed thence and went into Galilee. For Jesus himself testified that a prophet hath no honor in his own country. Then when he was come into Galilee, the Galileans received him, having seen all the things that he did at Jerusalem at the feast, for they also went unto the feast. Others were saved because they saw his work. Others were saved because they saw his work. You see, these Galileans, they saw what happened at the wedding. They saw what happened there when they went down to the feast, and they were there, and they they saw Jesus working. You know, one of the the great blessings about being a part of a local church is we get to work and serve together. And you know, the more we do and the more we serve in our community, the more people see the work of Christ, The, the more energy there is, the more the excitement around the gospel and around the work of Christ there is together. And so the more we do. Yesterday we had opportunity to go to the, the walk for life. And, and I want to thank all of you that came out and those that invited and those that even those that gave for, uh, towards that. And our church was such a, such a blessing. I appreciate Brother Will and, and his work in, in doing that and, and making sure that we are the, the largest group represented there every year and, 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 all, and, the, and, we, and give and all that. that that's, that's great. The people in the community see that and they should see that we have such a love for our God and such a love for our savior, such a love for one another and such a love for our community. They see the work of God in us and through us. This isn't something that's fake. This isn't something we don't have anything else to do on Sunday morning. So let's just get up and go to church. I mean, we can go play golf or something, right? I mean, no, this is real. This is the most important aspect of our life and we believe it and we live it and and so they saw the work of Christ and really the world should see the work of Christ in our church and through our church so that they say, listen, this is reality. This is truth and, and we want this and we want to be a part of this. Others need to see Jesus and God has called us To be the lights of the gospel in this world. Have you met Christ today? This lady met Jesus face to face. What a change it made in her life. Listen, don't let the the darkness of this world keep you blinded. Don't let religion and good works blind you to the truth of the gospel. If you've never accepted Christ as your savior, my friend, I want to encourage you to come meet him. Today. But those of us that are believers realize we need to see the needs of others. And the greatest need is that they need to see Jesus. They need to meet Him. They need eternal salvation. And God has called us to take the gospel message to the world. Seeing for many is believing. For many in our world, they they see murder, they see hatred. They see violence. They see parents that don't care about them. They see friends that aren't really friends. They see bickering and fighting in us. They should see the love of God. They should see the compassion that Christ had when he looked upon the people. They should see the Savior.